Would you please join your hearts together with mine in prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this evening where you've called us together around your word to hear of your Son, your Son, our Savior. And we pray, Lord, that you'd lead us by your Spirit. Remove distractions from our hearts and minds uh, that we would be able to hear your word in truth and clearness. In your Son, Jesus' name, amen. We tend to like to hold on to certain things, uh, especially good things, you know. Think of all of the good experiences in life, the, the good times in life when things were going well. It felt like God was truly present in the good things, right? When bills are covered and there's a roof over your head and kids are listening and food's on the table and all that kind of stuff. We think back on those times and we're thankful to God for those blessings. We're thankful to God for those times because it truly feels like He's present in the middle of those things. And we should rightly want to hold on to those things because we can't see ahead of us. All we can see is what's now or maybe what has passed. And sometimes we want to hold on to things from the past even though we can't. And so we're just kind of stuck in the present every day until things shake us, right? And then we start to wonder, wait a minute, things were really good. Now things are a little bit bad and things aren't as good. There isn't quite the same food on the table. I've got to decide what bill to pay this week and which one to pay in two weeks. And, and the kids aren't listening so well. And man, this is getting a little bit rougher. Is God really here now? You see, as the disciples were up on the mountain with Jesus, as he had pulled them away from all of the daily duties where he had been present with them day in and day out doing miraculous things. He pulls them away up to the mountaintop for a little bit. And things changed. All of a sudden they looked up and Jesus was bright, shining like nobody had ever seen before. A light that was just emanating from him, clothes white as white could be. And they just couldn't quite fathom what was going on. Except now they started to see Jesus a little more clearly. I wouldn't say they saw Jesus fully, but they started to see Jesus a little more clearly. You see, they had seen Jesus down in the towns as he was healing, as he was casting out demons, as he was providing food for folks, as he was walking on water. These are all the things that happened before they were up on this mountain with Jesus. In fact, he had even sent them out as apostles. That's what apostle means, sent one. They had sent his disciples out with the power to cast out demons and to heal, and to preach his word. So they had seen the power of God happen within their own hands as they were taking care of people. They had to wrestle with who this Jesus is because he looked like a man, but he did things with his hands that were God things. He worked in creation in an odd way. He had power over spirits in a way that men didn't have power over spirits. So he did God things, but he looked like a man. And they, they were trying to wrestle with those two things. So now, up on this mountain, they see Jesus glowing and shining with all of the glory of heaven. And they say, aha, we knew it. He does look like God now. So they could see him a little more clearly. And then they see two other guys. Moses and Elijah, first off, how they knew, I don't know. 
They didn't have name tags, I don't think, and they probably didn't have any pictures to go by, but they knew it was Moses and Elijah. Either it was the stories they were telling, or maybe Jesus was up there and said, hey, Moses, Elijah, I don't know. But they figured it out, and Moses and Elijah are up there with them. And this is actually pretty cool for a bunch of different reasons. Moses, okay, the guy that led them out of the Exodus, or led them out of Egypt, God worked with him as a prophet to speak God's word in the middle of his people, and... He was a guy that talked to God up on the mountain, on Sinai, right? And when he came down from Sinai, his face was glowing. Now, it wasn't an inner glowing like Jesus had, but because of being in the presence of God, his face shone to such an extent that they had to veil it because the people were terrified of his glowing face, right? And then Elijah, another prophet of God, there to speak God's word, Right In the midst of the people, and Moses also had the law. So now you've got the law and the prophets, everybody right there. And there was a promised one coming that would be greater than Moses, greater than Elijah. Elijah also spoke to God up on a mountain. Of course, he was running for his life. He was scared of Jezebel. And he ran up into a mountain saying, I wish I weren't born. God, show me that you're present in the middle of this depth of depression that I'm in. And God said, sure, right? Big fires and earthquakes and winds and everything else. And then Elijah heard that still, small voice of God saying, you're still my child. I'm still here for you, even when it doesn't seem like it. So in all of that going on, as Peter and James and John knew all of that scripture and they see all these guys standing up there, wondering how Moses and Elijah are standing there because they died a long time ago, but here they are with Jesus and all glowy and shiny and everything. And Peter stands up and he says, it's good we're here. Okay, why, Peter? (laughs) Why is it good that you're there? Maybe he thought it was the culmination of everything that Jesus had been talking about. Maybe Peter thought that it was the end-all, be-all of everything that they were doing, and finally Jesus was going to kick the Romans out, and the Messiah was present to take care of everything, because here he was looking like God in the middle of creation, and he was going to take care of everything, right? Maybe. But nonetheless, in Peter's... um, Bold style, you know, he just says, it's good we're here. Let's build a tent for each one of you. Let's stay in the midst of this glory. Let's hold on to this present time and remain in this for a while. Let's build a tent for Moses and Elijah and for Jesus and we'll set it all up for you so we can hang out up here. Now, it wasn't just because they wanted to go camping. It was an actual festival that was going on called the Celebration of Tabernacles or Booths. And it was a celebration of the time that God was with his people through the wilderness. First 40 days, then 40 years, right? And so as a time of remembrance, the Jews would go through that every year at this Feast of Booths or Feast of Tabernacles and look at how God dwelt among His people. And they would stay outside in tents or stay on their rooftops in tents. And so in the middle of that feast going on, the middle of that celebration time going on, they're up on this mountaintop and Peter's saying, great, Let's hang out up here and stay up here for a while because this is awesome. And then they heard God the Father's voice and it shook them, 
terrified them to a point to where they hit the ground. They didn't know what to do. And this now in Mark's Gospel is the second time we've heard God talk. The first one was at Jesus' baptism where He said, This is My Son with whom I am well pleased. And now you hear God's voice saying, This is My Son. Listen to Him. Remember, up until that point, the only people that called out Jesus were demons. They weren't really even people. And Jesus would silence them so that no one would hear of who he was from a demonic source. But they all knew him, and they were scared of him. And now God is saying, God the Father is right there saying, here's my son. Listen to him. Listen to his word. Listen to what he teaches you. Listen to what he says. And they look up and everyone's gone. So what are they supposed to listen to? The first words out of Jesus' mouth at that point, be quiet, don't tell anybody. What? Out of that big, huge, amazing experience, we don't get to tell a single soul? Well, don't tell anybody yet. Don't tell anybody until I've resurrected from the dead. What again, Jesus? What do you mean? You see, Jesus didn't want them to just hold on to what he looked like in glory. In the same way that he doesn't want us to just hold on to the times where things were good way back when at some point, or even if they're beautiful right now. See, Jesus didn't come to be known as the glorious, shiny guy up on top of a mountain. No, he came to be known as the beaten and broken one up on the cross. And then the living one up from the dead, walking and talking with his disciples once again in full glory, in all of his fullness and clarity as he came to the disciples after that day, after three days in the tomb and walking out on that Easter morning to say, here I am, now you can tell people about me. Now you can share who I am because I'm not just the God who came down in human form to be shiny on a mountain and save you from the present. I'm the God that came to save you from death and lead you into eternity. That's the Jesus that we follow. That's the Jesus we remember as we walk into Lent. That's the Jesus that shows back up again on Easter. That's the Jesus that walks through with us in our dark times to continue to point us to His glory in eternity. That's the Jesus that our loved ones who have died in faith are with. As they rest in eternity with Him. As they're part of that church triumphant where all things are made new and all things are glorious in their fullness and all things are perfectly clear in the presence of Christ. So in this day, as we want to hold on to even being able to be back inside again, we remember, we remember that this is not the end all of things. As beautiful as the Lord's Supper is, as beautiful as baptism is, as beautiful of all of those things are because we trust with full awareness that God is present in those things, we look forward to that day where we will stand in Jesus' presence, seeing Him in fullness and clarity. Not just up away in heaven somewhere, but right here on earth, where He comes down to earth to bring heaven and earth back together once again for all eternity. That's the Jesus that he wanted to be known by. That's the one that he gave the disciples the okay to preach and proclaim. And that's the one that we know of from his word and from the faith that God gives us. And that's the Jesus that we trust in. Amen.
Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank You. We thank You that You have revealed Yourself to us in Christ, all of who You are, Your love for us, Your care for us, Your faithfulness to us, Your steadfastness in Your promise to make all things right. And that You pointed out who Your Son is and that we should listen to Him. And we pray, Lord, that You would continually keep our eyes focused upon Him. Lead us by Your Spirit that through all of our dark times we would continue to look to the light of Christ. In His name we pray. Amen. As we remember who our God is for us, we confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed.